Hi, I'm Lauren Klaus-Schneider with Class Notes from Broadway Radio. I'm here with Dylan Baker, a cast member from Bernhardt Hamlet, playing on Broadway at the Roundabout Theater. Welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Well, thank you for your time. Glad to have you. And remind us the name of the theater that the Roundabout is actually presenting this play. Yes, it's got the very, very... um, um, a uh, charming name of the American Airlines Theater <laughs> right there on 42nd Street between 8th and 7th Avenues for the Roundabout uh, Theater. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. So this incredible play, Bernhardt Hamlet, by the astonishing Teresa Rebeck, about the famed actress Sarah Bernhardt, who in her mid-50s decided to tackle the role of Hamlet when faced with aging out of the cortisone roles that she had been so known for. What was it like for you to work on this new piece? Well, I have to say, the second that I knew that Teresa Rebeck had written the play, I I was very interested because uh, I'd had a chance to work with her before and see a lot of her work, and she never disappoints. Uh, and this uh, this was fun because it was a play that uh, I I didn't quite understand when I first read it. I I think I kind of felt like, well, the the first act works here, but the second act, what what is this all about? And I kept thinking, well, she'll she'll work on it, she'll change it around, she'll you know add things, she'll subtract subtract things, and she didn't a whole lot. But what what was added was my ability to kind of. And I think this is true for the whole cast, for us all to kind of understand where she was headed with the play. And once we were all in the same direction, uh, kind of headed in the same way, I think uh, it, it became clear that the play that she wrote was the play that she, she uh, wanted to get on stage, and uh, we, are, we were all thrilled to be a part of it. Oh, what a process for you to have gone from page to stage with that being part of what you were considering well you know it's it's i have to say it's a uh, uh, very scary to think of doing a play uh for the first time on broadway uh usually a play's been done at some theater out in la or some some little regional theater or it's gotten a tryout uh up in new haven as in the old days or uh, out at uh three rivers you know these days and and then it gives it a chance for the for the actors and the director and the playwright to all work together in a place that isn't quite as pressurized um, right. But the roundabout had asked Teresa to write this play, and she wrote it. And they said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this for the first time on its feet on Broadway." And it was a scary proposition. Hard to imagine. Do you know when she began writing it? I believe, uh, as a, a lot of things started happening around November of 2016. I don't know if you can put yourself back <laughs> in that frame of mind. But there was a time when we all thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win the presidency. And I think, I think Teresa uh, felt like she wanted to write a play about a woman who was going to smash that glass ceiling and somehow isn't quite able to yet again, yet again, mm-hmm. when we think that all of the things are in line, that it's going to happen. 
and it doesn't. So I think that was her initial motivation. Uh, she had been studying Sarah Bernhardt for a long time, and certainly she's just a fascinating character uh, from history. And, and so uh, the, the, the myth about her is not as interesting as the truth, I don't think. And she mm-hmm. certainly contributed a lot to the myth. So I think Teresa had studied that. She had uh, thought about the election. She she was really interested in uh, the whole idea of Cyrano Bergerac as a, you know, as a play. And so I think that all added up to for her to write the play. And lucky for us that she did. I think um, your production of it is going to be the first of many, many, many for many years to come. I think so. I think so. I think it's not at all a... Uh, uh, play just for today, just for today's audience. It's it's almost as uh, as if uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking that it's too bad that you might think, oh, this is a play written uh, during the Me Too movement, and there certainly is no you know uh, kind of that in there. But uh, but uh, th- but what I think it is is that it's a play for the ages. It is a it is a love letter to the theater, and it's hilarious, and it's got you know an amazing plot, and it has very strong women characters, and I I think that's a that's a equation to go you know for a long way. I think you're right. I think people will be doing this play for a while. Well, let's talk about your quite interesting male character. Will you pronounce his name? Uh, I will. Uh, Teresa pronounced it first for me, and I thought she had a cold. Uh, it's Constant Coquelin, is I guess how we would pronounce it. My, I took Spanish in high school, so my French is uh, rudimentary at best. Uh, but uh, his Constant was a regular player at the Comédie Française. He was uh, well-loved in comedic roles uh, for years and years and was very good friends with Sarah Bernhardt. Oh, now how much did you research him specifically, draw from the facts to add light to the character? Tell us a little bit about creating someone who has actually lived. Right. You know, it, it's interesting. There's not a whole lot about him. Uh, the most that I was able to find about him, the, at least the good stuff, was uh, from Sarah Bernhardt's biographies. Um, and, and they are, you know, really interesting. Um, the, there's one, uh, Cornelia Edith Skinner, who wrote one. And actually, my wife uh, is also an actor. And when she acted in a play in high school, her uncle presented her with the biography of Sarah Bernhardt and said, Here, you are the Sarah Bernhardt in our family. <laughs> and oh, so we still have that copy of the book, and I watched that. Um, I mean, I read that. But, but there's also uh, Robert um, Gottlieb, who wrote a biography, and it's it's pretty amazing. It's a, a wonderful biography of Sarah Bernhardt, and and uh, Coquelin is mentioned as a friend, uh, as a as a co-player in several productions, uh, including Hamlet, and uh, uh-huh. he they seem to have a a, a really good working relationship, uh, but uh, the, he also had uh, his own little biography if you want to call it that but it's more like a pamphlet than anything it's sort of got a very um, highbrow title like art and the pursuit of theater or something like that and uh, about a third of it 
he just reprinted opening night cards from famous people who said, you were wonderful in that play. <laughs> and, you know, any actor can really appreciate that. It's like, these are some great cards. I bet people would love to read these. So uh, he he wrote some things in it that you know, he obviously was a was a, a man of the time, and uh, I found this one little paragraph uh, that I thought was hilarious, where he was talking about uh, the use of women in the theater, and uh-huh. uh, I came to rehearsal uh, during the workshop that we had about a, a month before we began uh, rehearsals, and uh, I read this to the director. And then rehearsal started, and the director said, uh, when Teresa got there, he said, Dylan, I want you to read that from the book. I was like, oh, okay. And I, I read the paragraph again, and Teresa said, that goes in the play. <laughs> oh. So she put it into the scene in the second act where we're having a cocktail party in, um, in uh, Sarah's uh, dressing room with a critic to yeah. try and get him to write some stuff about. And it's, and it's this, this paragraph that is just horrifying today about it's fine if you're going to make a profit to have a bunch of scantily dra- dressed women on stage. That's a, that, that is totally okay. But I'm, I'm for pure theatrical uh, artistic, uh, you know, he, he tries to have it both ways, I guess is what he's saying. But, uh, it's a, it's a hilarious thing. And it kind of like really gave me insight into the character. And I, I love that Teresa loved it so much. She said that goes in the play because she knew it would help me find this guy and to, you know, kind of translate that to the audience. Well, it sounds like it was a wonderfully collaborative process in that room. It sure was. Uh, I had had the opportunity to work with uh, Janet McTeer before on uh, uh, one of the replacement companies of God of Carnage on Broadway. And Mm -hmm. I knew how hard she worked and I knew how fun she was. So uh, when I heard she was playing Sarah Bernhardt, I just thought that was an incredible opportunity. And uh, and it did prove to be so, but she's she's she never stops. I mean, during rehearsals, she just she worked so hard every single day. But she also made sure that everybody's voice was heard. What how people felt scenes should go, how how you know all of that. And and uh, and she's also just a, a total delight to be around. So uh, yeah, rehearsals were good. And I haven't even spoken about Moritz von Stupnagel, who oh, has that do. name we'll from the director. Yeah, the director who has that name from your show of shows, I think, Moritz von Stupnagel. You think he's going to be this 86-year-old German professor, but he's actually this very young, vibrant man who has directed now several Broadway plays and uh, doesn't have a missed note. He's, uh, He's really incredible, and I hadn't had a chance to work with him before, and I found out that he's just a, an, a, an amazing director. He was, uh, as I said before, uh, you know, it's really scary to take a new play and to try and put it on its feet for the first time on Broadway, but he didn't let tension, he didn't let that uh, deadline come into the rehearsal room. We just worked on the play. And it felt so at ease. He he made it uh, such a lovely atmosphere to work that uh, that I have to say I I think he's a wonderful director. What a compliment! And just being able to sit in the audience as a viewer, I would have to agree. But 
in the room, you experience something very, very differently. So it's, it's wonderful to hear that. Talk a little bit about Janet McTeer's style and your style and actors being trained differently in different countries and all coming together in the same play. Right. Well, it, it, it's interesting. We, uh, Janet really wanted to try and get more uh, into the script uh, a real feel of the rehearsal process. Um, it was certainly there in Teresa's original one, but she was also interested in, in making it specific to the way Janet works, the way I work, the way that uh, uh, Jason Butler-Harner works, uh, Matt Saldivar. Each of us had you know, an opportunity to, to weigh in on certain things. Um, and and uh, uh, what was interesting about it was that uh, Janet and I have sort of a shorthand with each other. Like she would throw something up, uh, she would she would say, "Oh, there was a good line that there was really it's a, it was a funny joke, and it didn't make it into this version." And Teresa was not there that day, and I was like, "Well, what was it?" And I, she said, "It was a uh, it was a play on um, uh, unpregnant uh, to my cause." It was a line of Hamlet uh, in a speech. And and then she gave me the the punchline, and I said I, I went away with it, and I said, oh, that could go here. So I was able to set her up with that mm. joke early on in the play. And when we showed it to Teresa, to, to Teresa, she was like, yes, absolutely, that's great, that's great. And because it's always nice to have something that you know the audience is going to start responding to early on, so that you know you 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 give them the word. It's like it's going to be okay to laugh at this. We're not doing you know Hamlet. It's 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 a comedy. You're going to have some fun today. So it's nice to have something you know. Uh, and 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 Janet I, Janet and I were able to find several different moments like that. I felt like that uh, you know if you do this and I could come around. Oh, if you hold on to that and I come down here, so that we we were able to uh, continue working on that process even through previews and and I have to say we are always checking back with each other now during the run and saying what that seems to be different what did we lose in that and we're so we're still working on it which is uh, great fun oh it sounds like it's really a treat and it feels like um, worth a revisit for an audience member well, yeah now, come ahead <laughs> thank you thank you now the New York Times states that the play is a deep inside love letter to the theater where experiments in both art and equality are possible. What does that quote mean to you and how does that resonate? Well, I I uh I have to say I I think that Teresa is able to get at some amazing amazing um points along the way uh, as terms of Sarah and her relationship with uh, Rostan, uh, Jason Butler Harner, uh, yeah. the playwright who eventually, uh, you know, has, has written a few plays that Sarah's been in, but he now is authoring Cyrano. And it's, right. the, it's the masterpiece of all masterpieces, but it's, a, it's an early draft and he's still working on it. And it, it provides the real crux of their relationship uh, and I would rather not give anything away because I think that last scene is so amazing. And it, uh, there are times in it when she puts forward uh, some thoughts about 
women and how they're used in the theater that pretty much 100% of the time the audience just starts screaming in response to it uh, in approval and uh and and we do at the same time i'm i'm just thrilled that um that people uh, I mean, but it's also the sign of a good playwright. I always used to say, Brendan Behan used to say, well, if you're going to give them some truth, then you better put some jokes around it so that you give them something to laugh, uh-huh. and, then, and then you can hit them with the truth. And I think uh, uh, Teresa certainly does that, because the play right up until the end keeps moving in a way that at intermission, people want to come back. They want to, want to know what's going to happen next, and uh, she's uh, incredibly talented that way. Uh, and I think also there is a, there is a wonderful dimension of Sarah Bernhardt deciding to do Hamlet in a different way than it had been. And it, it really, up until then, uh, at least is our uh, feeling about it, is that it was pretty much a man coming out and poetically hitting a pose and getting all of that beautiful speech out there and then going back to some little bit of action and then more beautiful poetry and that Sarah Bernhardt wanted to make it active. She wanted to to muddy it up. She wanted to make something happen and that's why she worked so hard at at trying to, to get the parts of it that she wanted so that she could, you know, get the essence of Hamlet out that she, she wanted to express. And extraordinarily done as it was. Uh, so I don't want you to give anything away about the end of the play, which brings us to the conclusion of our time together. <laughs> well, so, there you go. Thank you, Dylan. I thought we just started. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do a part two. We'll see if we can make that happen. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. I sure do appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Lauren Schneider with Dylan Baker from Bernhard Hamlet playing on Broadway for the Roundabout Theater at the American Airlines Theater. Thank you. Bye-bye.